0: uh uh-huh.
1: uh-huh. The music the Harry uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Baby, my ride's so clean. I fly so dirty. I'm about to buy an alligator for my birthday. My girl, answer me where you been. Don't worry, she said, baby. I crashed the Benz. Don't worry, I brush so clean, my brush so dirty. I'm about to buy a fucking lion for my birthday. My girl asking me where I've been. Don't worry, she said, baby. I crashed the Benz. Don't worry. Drop kicks out the trap top six Don't make your fucking kid become a hostage I got this Stay in the water like the Loch Ness Shirtless rockin' a locket Drugs in my pocket, it's all for a profit aiming it and pop it Driving a range in my boxes Lay in the tropics My girl pussy red like a lobster Orgies at Hofstra My bank account is like a Polish doctor My heart is cold, I sing a soldier's opera my drugs are strong as Arnold, they found me dead in the golden pilar, hanging backwards out the chopper, the room smelled like Nogchomper, most my crew will punch your um, own. robbers. Right, I'm so clean, clean. i so dirty, I'm about to buy an alligator for my birthday, my girl answer
2: me where you been, no, Welcome back, DMP episode 42, uh, today is Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. And we're back. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, back for another year of DMP, talking hoops, talking fun. Um, got a really nice jam-packed episode today. Um, but as always, um, Matt, how are we doing tonight?
0: What's up, daddy i I'm doing good. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to America. Um, you recently just spent some time in another place, man. Tell us, how was it? Where were you?
2: I uh, spent a week in uh, Bogota, Colombia. Um,
0: Bogota, Bogota,
2: chico. <laughs> where the uh, non-Spanish-speaking self that I am um, got to navigate the city for about five days. Um, I know a lot of people when they go to Colombia is usually visiting Medellin or Cartagena, um, but we ended up going with a group that had family from Bogota, so we we're tagging along a bit and the city was fucking incredible um they have a few like really cool like famous museums highlighting like pre-hispanic pre-hispanic um era gold artifacts um columbia is known for their emeralds so checked out a really cool emerald museum um ate some fire Colombian soups and stews empanadas um i ate some ants that was like the the nastiest thing i ate probably um and uh had some really uh, nice restaurants we went to went to the uh 46 best restaurant around the world um which is pretty cool the restaurants called leo um yeah no overall it was a good time it was the first time in south america um i definitely want to go back I definitely want to learn and get better in my spanish um because awesome. i only got so far with a lot of uh grunts and moans and
0: mm, saying mm, English si, words mm. with
2: accents <laughs> si,
0: si, si, pues.
2: yeah it was a lot of uncomfortable laughing and saying see si, or gracias without really knowing what's going on so sure it's um, the go-to out of my comfort zone a little bit
0: love it nice man well welcome back it's good to have you it's
2: good to be back in the states um and while i was on while i was gone i got to catch up on our favorite show the wire um, you did it slowly but surely your boy finished season three, and that's season three of what, five? Three of five. Seven? So
0: you're, five. You, you're done. You've watched the three finale.
2: I've watched the three finale. Finished that okay. a couple days ago.
0: So now that you've seen season one, season two, and season three, can you comfortably say which one is your favorite out of those three so far?
2: Um, I think season one's my favorite. Um, wow. Yeah. Really? I. That could be because I let season three, I watched it over too long of a period of time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought season one was the best. I did like season three, but I think I'd have to watch it again in a shorter time span um, to really yeah. pick up on it. Um, I'm assuming three is your favorite.
0: Uh, for me, it's I think four is my favorite, but three okay. is like a half notch below. I think three is the best one besides four.
2: What's um, your favorite part about it?
0: season three season three is incredible bro i mean uh stringer bell finally getting murked was incredible like he had to go he he stuck around for two too damn long um i love the cuddy storyline i thought i'm a big cuddy fan i love how he (laughs) tried to join back up and just it, it ain't in me no more um he was great and then i think the uh the omar brother moves standoff is like one of my favorite scenes from the wire just in the history of the whole show and i think it's the it's been it's been a minute for me it's either the second to last or the third to yeah. last episode of the season and it's before the opening credits where they yeah. have like this the, the standoff at night yeah and they're talking about their guns they talking Walter. shit they're like ppk yeah <laughs> it's incredible so that yeah. that's one of my favorites and then they just they team up, they join they, forces. Uh, they join forces, they they close in on Avon in the barbershop, and he gives up his boy, rightfully so. Stringer had to go.
2: Yeah, no, I like I said in this on this pod before, I was I thought Stringer was tight going into the show. Um, and then he slowly just turned into a fucking conniving scumbag. Um mm-hmm. and so it was cool to see him. A confession, I remember watching being at a friend's house, uh and his brother i'm not gonna say names was watching the wire and ended up watching the scene where uh stringer gets cur- killed so i was like oh, so you knew so he, it was i knew he was gonna die i didn't know when um i just remember was- like seeing edis elba in a tan jacket being like getting shot with a shotgun so i was like this shit's coming he's in a tan jacket he's done for
0: <laughs> yeah omar blew his ass
2: away yeah but i don't know i, I was getting kind of annoyed with like I don't like that actor that plays Carcetti. I just, Littlefinger, I just, anytime he's in a show, I just get annoyed with his ass. I forgot um, that Carcetti
0: joins in season
2: two. Yeah, the Carcetti shit starts happening. Um, I did get we, my first uh, she from Clay Davis. Oh, you got Clay Davis? He was in season two, or not, season, he was like.
0: I think he was in season one because the he driver. comes in
2: season one, but you don't hear him yeah. say shit. And then no, season three is where you get the first like she. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm cool. assuming season four was well, going to turn it up to eleven with his fucking shit. so I'm excited. For you that. sure? Yeah,
0: he, uh, he goes up to ten. It's great. So, what do you what do you think of Marlowe Stanfield? Because season three is like his breakout hey, season.
2: Um, sick as a character, like just for how he's like fucking it up, but actor and like when he's on screen, I thought he was kind of boring. Um,
0: yeah, not like, a great actor. A just yeah, crazy.
2: But he's like the, even the when he's like on certain scenes, like he's very just like quiet. There's not much of a personality to him. Yeah. And he's just kind of boring. Um, that's fair. To where it's like, what? you know, Avon's got like the, the charisma, like stringers fair. like fucking Idis Like Marlo while he has like his crew, and I'm excited to see what the you don't even know her name yet, but that girl. Uh Snoop.
0: Her name's Snoop, Snoop. Yeah. So I'm it's Chris Chris and us. Snoop. Yeah. chris is like the dude with the fro that drives yep. and then snoop is the
1: what the fuck you talking about yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: she's great i love snoop yeah so like i like the crew that he's with but like every time he's on the he had like the one scene where he's talking shit to Cuddy early on but outside but of that it's... like he hasn't really like i don't know
0: i think another one of my favorite scenes was when uh <clears throat> avon and the fellas were camped out in the SUV, waiting for Marlowe, waiting, oh, yeah. to fucking smoking, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, dr- drive by real slow. And Chris yeah. drove by slow and lit up the SUV. He saw yeah. them throw like bags of burgers out the window. <laughs> yep, yeah, like, what's going on
2: The whole little Marlo, uh Avon battle was sick. Yeah.
0: Also, um, I think I think you meet Slim. In season three, do I have Slim's that right? Very cool. Slim yeah, Charles. Like, yeah. Seven foot. <laughs> yeah, <with> the braid. <laughs> it's Like Avon's look, dude.
2: Yeah, he looks like, yeah, a gigantic like a T. That. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love Slim. He's another yeah, one of my favorite right. characters.
2: Yeah. Nice. Um McNulty being McNulty. Um, mm. just the worst. He fucking stinks, man. He stinks. The whole like Daniels and Ronnie, uh fuck, what's the, what's it uh, yeah, Ronnie? What's her last name? whatever her name is.
0: Um, Let's say just Coleman. For Pearlman, Pearlman I think. <laughs> Is it Pearlman? Yeah, I, I think, think so. you're right.
2: Their, uh, their little love that that builds.
0: Entanglement.
2: <laughs> the entanglement, yeah.
0: For sure. Um, and Nick Nolte gets all wasted. Ronnie Yelling yeah. out the window. <laughs>
2: and then
0: Daniel sees him, the angry gecko.
2: Yeah. T- <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nolte, you were a piece of shit. <laughs>
0: I swear to God, McNulty, I'll throw you off this unit.
2: <laughs> uh, the last thing I'll say is, is uh Belusky just fucking up again. That's when yeah, he Presbo uh...
0: just, he killed the undercover cop.
2: Yep. God. Yeah. Bad Presbo
0: police. can't, <laughs> he's not a good police. Yeah. He can't catch a break, man. Presbo.
2: Yeah. Presbo stinks. I still love in this show where they just refer to police like as a noun, like, I just want to be police. Yeah. I want to be good police. Oh,
0: him? he good police.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I need to know if that's like a Baltimore thing or not. Baltimore is one of like the domestic places in the US that I, I mean, I want to do like a DMV trip. I would love to go see Washington DC hit Baltimore while I'm out there but I need to know. I need to keep my ear to the streets while I'm there. I want to know if like she, if that's a Baltimore like how thing. Real are these, these oh fucking... yeah. yeah. These really regional things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that I want to know for sure.
2: Yeah. But,
0: uh, I'm glad that you're up on season three. Um, yeah, I mean, I know it's probably going to take you six months to get to season four, but I'm interested to get your take on it when you do.
2: Yeah. Um, we'll see, man, I'm getting distracted by the su- succession. Um, just asking me to watch it i got distracted by insecure that series wrapped up over the holidays Um, yep i saw that
0: on the the tl
2: Uh, and yeah to wrap it all up i fucking hate i love tv but i hate watching tv i'm terrible at shows so maybe in 2023 i'll finish the series otherwise until then yeah um, i
0: mean it's already the it's already the fifth so
2: yeah i mean once they once they got rid of uh um I like the Polish dock workers, man. That was my that was my shit.
0: <laughs> you know, why am I going blank on the blank name. On his
2: name too? Sabatka. Uh, yeah, Frank Sabatka. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was good um, off Nikki and Ziggy, but mm-hmm. Frank's the man.
2: Oh man. You know who's not the man? Uh Ooh, tell me. Antonio Brown. Or oh, maybe he is a man. I don't know. This guys a nut job. Um last week or this past weekend, um, while we were all watching Jamar Chase go off for a billion fantasy points. Um, Antonio Brown, what appears to turn out to be his uh, retirement ceremony where he essentially, what, third quarter, early third quarter, he gets in a little spat with Arians, probably Tom Brady. Um, Literally in the middle of a drive, he takes off all of his uniform, goes shirtless and kind of just like runs off the field. essentially what i i was like i hope he retires this way because it's like a ridiculous way to retire turns out he's pretty much his career is pretty much done with um just an insane cap to his what last three years of what was such a great career in pittsburgh um the funny part was him like getting caught picking up getting picked up in an uber Um, (laughs) just fully decked out in his clothes just getting waiting on a driver um
0: had his fashion boots on
2: had his fashion boots on Um, just a just a bizarre bizarre like way to end a career um so
0: I think the one of the craziest parts is and there's I mean different things floating around on on what actually happened what took place but the rumor is that he had an ankle injury going into the game Played the first half, played pretty well, too. I want to say he brought in, like, three catches for 50 yards or something like that. Uh, And then I think in the third quarter, Arians told him, like, all right, go back in. Like, you're going in on this series. And he told him, I'm hurt. I'm not going in. And Bruce Arians was like, all right, well, then you're done here. And then he proceeded to take off his pads, take off his gloves, everything, and leave the stadium. Um, But I don't know. I think Arians is saying some things happened, some things didn't. I don't think A.B. really cares at this moment to uh, defend himself. I think he's more worried about sitting courtside at the Nets game. He released um,
2: a, a rap video today, too. He's, like, going oh, to music. Yeah, he,
0: I mean, he dropped a new song. We all knew about No More White Women 2020, so <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see what this one sounds like. Um, but time. another thing is he had one week left of the season, and I believe I don't have the details in front of me, but I'm pretty sure he needed, like, five catches – 80 yards and a touchdown to get a million dollars incentive on the contract
2: it was a little bit more than that but it was like it was doable in the two yes. hour or two games that he had left and so like there was speculation around like why he took off you know kind of left the field because he wasn't getting touches and i think what sounds more of about antonio brown is you know arians being like all right if you don't want to go in like you're done and being him being like, you know what, fuck it, I am done, and just yep. leaves. Um, but if I'm not Man. mistaken, he had something like 15 some odd catches left, like about 180 yards, maybe a little bit less than that, and like maybe a touchdown or two. And you're stuff one, that yeah. like yeah, stuff all extremely doable. And there is speculation that like he wasn't getting enough touches to get that. So he just like went off and um, which would <laughs> be nasty business if that was the case, if they're trying to sabotage having to pay him more. Um that'd be crazy. But yeah, it he would've he would have hit that incentive, just given the way the Bucks are kind of like the offense is kind of turned to him with Evans going off uh, on and off injury. Um, sure. Brady not trusting anybody but people he likes. <laughs> so
0: and, and Brady's still playing like he's 25 years old. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. Um should we run that on the last
2: uh I was a very years. interesting uh timeline set. You want to go through that? Because that shit is bananas. Sure.
0: There's a lot that went on. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this is in a vacuum, I guess, the last three years of uh, Antonio Brown's career. And I'm pretty sure this all started with that nasty hit that Vontez Burfecht laid on him. That was a playoff game, right? Or was it sane. just a... That's what, yeah, that's what he says. Where he <laughs> originally got that nasty CTE that he's probably dealing with. Um, but December 2018, he was deactivated for Steelers week 17 game after he reportedly threw a ball at a teammate in practice, which <laughs> now looking back, that seems very Antonio Brown. Uh, February 2019, met with Steelers owner Art Rooney, II second says both sides agree to move on March 2019 traded by the Steelers to the Raiders for a third and fifth round pick. I think we all remember the short-lived Raiders uh, stint, but July 2019 placed on non-football injury list for frostbite on feet from uh, the cryotherapy chamber. And if anybody watches Hard Knocks, they remember this very well. All the pictures that came out on social media, he had like layers and layers and layers on the soles of his feet peeling off. It was fucking disgusting. Disgusting. I remember he put a picture up on, on the gram, I think, and it was repulsive. Um, but that kept him out of football activities for a little while right at the start of their training camp gruden was not happy um august 2019 he missed raiders training camp practices due to helmet grievances i think people remember that (laughs) storyline as well he was nuts sneaking onto the field with a different face mask different helmet he just didn't want to uh, comply with the new league rules september 7th 2019 released from the raiders after he posted an instagram asking to be released Uh, And then two days later, September 9th, he signed a one-year deal worth up to $15 million with the Patriots. I think that's where him and Tom Brady's relationship obviously started. Uh, And then from September 10th through 16th of 2019, a former trainer of his, Brittany Taylor, accused Antonio Brown of sexual assault while Sports Illustrated article reported second incident of sexual misconduct. Uh, (laughs) A week later, September 20th, he was released by the Patriots. (laughs) Sensing That's a trend all in here. Like six months. It's fucking bananas, dude. December 2018 to September 2019. He was with three different teams and pretty much wrote his ticket out of all three places. Uh, January 22nd, 2020, Antonio Brown was charged with felony burglary with battery and two misdemeanors for incident with a moving truck company, pleaded no contest and did not receive jail time. Uh, July 31st, 2020, so about six months later, Brown su- was suspended for eight games for multiple violations of NFL's personal conduct pol- uh, policy. I want to say that that's when he was getting uh, head from uh, Tiana Trump at his gym, I believe, <laughs> while he was on a weight bench. Pretty good. Uh, October 27th, 2020, Brown signs a one-year contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. February seventh, twenty twenty one, he cat he caught five passes, including a touchdown. As the uh, the Buccaneers win Super Bowl, uh, what is that? LV, help me with my my uh, fifty. Was it fifty five? Yeah, let's say fifty five. Uh, May twenty fifth, twenty twenty one, he re-signed with the Bucks, and then December second, everybody remembers not too long ago, about a month ago, he was suspended for three games uh, because I believe he forged a fake vaccination card. Yep. Um, And then just earlier this week, as we just talked about, takes equipment off on the field, threw everything into the stands, and ran (laughs) across the field during the game uh, against the Jets. And Bruce Arians said he is no longer a buck. So I don't know if you've been paying attention to the TL as much as I have, but there's a lot of people saying that Bruce Arians is wrong uh, in this whole thing. and especially in his post-game press conference with him really not making any comments on the situation. A lot of people thought that that was wrong and cowardly. How do you feel about that?
2: I mean, I feel like Bruce Arians has always been at least, I mean, I'm not this like a storied Bruce Arians guy where I know everything he does, but I feel like he's obviously had more of a spotlight since Brady joined. And like, I remember when Brady first, his first couple of games and they weren't playing well, Arians was, Calling him out, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it throwing him him under the bus, but being like, yeah, they got to play better. So I feel like he's known to be kind of a hard ass with his players um, to a point where it almost comes off like he's, you know, throwing them under the bus, being a little too hard on them. Um, I think like to sit, I I feel like if someone's like, I don't want to go in. I think it's fair to be like fine fuck it then like don't go back in like we're not going to play this game of you know you go in when you feel like it like and someone as crazy as Antonio Brown is like I'm sure he's been up his ass this whole season about God knows what and so I'm sure Aaron's just kind of sick of his shit Um, didn't expect him to like leave the field but I'm sure he was pretty much like dude like fuck off. Like we have a game to win. Like we're getting we're losing by the we're losing to the Jets. Like we need to win this game. Like if you're not gonna go in, yeah. you're not, you're not marked as injured. Like if you're if you're healthy on the field, like I'm expecting you to play. Um and to see, you know, his own player rip his clothes off and <laughs> dance and pretty much like skip off the field. Like, I don't think he's wrong for being like, this guy's no longer on this team. Like, yeah. Like, sure, his, his initial, like, you don't want to play, then don't fucking play. It could be a little bit hard. Um, I didn't catch everything he said in the press conference, so I'm not really sure what exactly was, was like, cowardly, but.
0: Well, I think he pretty much said uh, he's not on the team anymore, so let's talk about the team. Yeah. And I know Jamel Hill, for sure, uh, was, like, I think for a while Arians really stood up for Antonio Brown and was an advocate for him. And so I think her point of view was pretty much like, Oh, you you want to talk about him in a positive way when, when you have your own narrative, but when the pendulum swings and we're on this side, now you have nothing to say. So I think yeah. that was kind of what was going on there.
2: Yeah. I did like how Brady was kind of like, cause I mean every, the, the tough thing with Antonio Brown is like, he does something crazy. People are like, this guy is, like, mentally insane. Like, he just gets dragged, and I'd say some of it's rightfully so. Guys has a bad rap, but, like, I didn't expect Arians to go out and just air it all out when it just happened. Um, Yeah, me neither. Like, I think Brady did it in a way of just, like, hey, let's, you know, wait a little bit. Like, I don't want, you know, to see my guy go down like this, blah, blah, blah. Like, Brady's, like – way more empathetic than someone like some football harder like Bruce Arians is. Um, yeah,
0: it was a very football guy answer. Yeah. Oh, no, also, he's like, not on my team.
2: Is the expectation to like air it all out right after to the media? Like,
0: I'm Coming from a media person, I guess that's exactly what they want. Um, yeah, of
2: course they want to read it and get right. the story, but it's like I don't know what they expect from the head coach who they won that game, right? Yeah, they came back yeah, and they won they after he won. left. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's just like, he's no longer a buck. Let's move on. I had, I I, I, don't, I have nothing to say about it. Um, maybe he yeah. could have been like, Hey, like he had a great run with us. Like we really appreciate all the work he did. Like blah, blah, blah. Like wishing the best. Arians is a hard out. He's probably pissed off at him. He's probably like, fuck this guy. I don't want to talk about it.
0: Yeah. Rightfully so. If it went down that way. Um, yeah. It's tough though. I mean, if he really did get hurt, you would imagine that the trainer would tell Arians, no, he is hurt. He can't go in. And when it comes from a mouth like Antonio Brown, it's almost like the boy who cried wolf. Like, yeah, how am I supposed to believe you saying you're hurt and you don't want to go back in the game with we literally just read off three years worth of shit that Antonio Brown has done. Yeah. So it's like now you want to be believed. It's it's tough and to when draw has that he line. Ever the been like,
2: I don't want to play because I'm hurt. Like Antonio Brown right. has always been a tough like receiver. Like he's never sure. really he's always played through injuries, concussions, like it's never been like Antonio CT. Brown is always having these like weak injuries. It's holding him out. So it's right. You know, maybe he was saying he doesn't want to go in cause he's hurt because he's pissed off about not getting touched. I don't know. Like there's just so much that, you know, no one, we're not going to get the real story cause Antonio Brown's going to play the, you know, fuck those guys. I'm on my own. Brady's going to be like, Hey man, let's just like hear him out and give him a chance. And Aaron's like, fuck that guy um so unfortunately uh, it's gonna be nothing but speculation for the long term but it sounds like he's retired because i was looking at his uh ig to see if i can get a sense of what the song sounds like and people are always being like hell of a career bro like you had a storied career like blah 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 so
0: yeah i see uh some journalists on twitter saying that they're hearing around the league if he wants another job it's his to take like other teams will have him which definitely surprises me when you quit in the middle of a game like that and run across the field, seems crazy. But uh, I think it's his talks. to
2: take as a stretch. <laughs> I think, if right. anything, maybe Pittsburgh takes him back just as like a retirement tour. But
0: I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's burned every bridge that he's crossed. So I feel like it would have to be somewhere new. And he doesn't have a Tom Brady anywhere else to welcome him back.
2: Um, That's what I'm saying.
0: I don't know. I mean, think. Could he... you imagine him in Green Bay?
2: No. <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers? That'd be sick. Oh man. <laughs> Just two psychos. Just fake Vax cards all around. Joe <laughs> yeah. Rogan. yeah, COVID
0: cocktails.
2: <laughs> Crazy. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with this Antonio Brown saga. Um if it is a way, if it if if it is his retirement, sick retirement, dude. Just rip your clothes off and dance off the field like
0: yeah, it's one way to do it.
2: We'll remember that. I do hate how they try to pull the diva versus diva, like him versus T.O. I feel like T.O. Yeah, catching so a stray was just fucking just mean. Oh, like uncalled Tio for, alone, man. Like, why is he yeah. catching a stray in this?
0: No clue. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. And say what you want about T.O., but he definitely <laughs> didn't throw his pads off in the middle of a game at oh. any point in his career. Yeah, no. nor nor has he gotten into the amount of shit that that A.B. has gotten into. I mean, he's had his fair share of drama, but not to that extent.
2: No, no fucking frozen feet, no helmet (laughs) drama, no, like, (laughs) no, no legal troubles and shit like that. He's not sexually assaulting women and like, yeah, not not even close. Yeah. Um, Man, I feel bad for Tio catching that straight. He replied on Twitter, too. He's like, this is respectfully and disrespectfully wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was the (laughs) best way to put it. Respectfully and disrespectfully. Yeah. Watch what you say. <laughs> Amazing. Shout out to Tio. Yeah.
2: That's um, my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Um, uh, other coach player drama. Um, actually, no, let's 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 skip the basketball and just gonna one last thing, football related while we're on the topic. Sure. Um over the last couple of weeks, we lost a uh, another football, not another football legend, but a football legend in John Matt. He passed away at 85. Um
0: Daily City was, legend.
2: Daily City legend, one year at Reardon legend. Um Jefferson yeah.
0: High School legend.
2: Jefferson High School legend. John Madden passed away at 85. Um followed that with Betty White's passing, but John Madden won. He was, I mean, my knowledge of memory of football has always been Madden. Um, minus the game, just he's like the the quintessential voice, I guess across, across all sports, just like there's not one voice that you don't like immediately like direct to the sport in the game, like him. Um, Obviously the legacy with the games, Um, what Madden through like what, 96 up until today, something like that. I think um, it was even
0: before that, but
2: yeah. Yeah. It's just, crazy. we're getting to that point where we're going to start seeing some of these legends like pass away this year and moving on. And it's just like, it's, it's crazy to see, um, but also, he hasn't really been in the news in the last like for a while now. But yeah, it's fucking old. Yeah, man. That one shocked everybody. Um, but yeah, RIP to a real one in John Madden.
0: Yeah, super sad. Um definitely remember him in Little Giants. That was oh, yeah. sick. Pulled up. I mean, notorious for like not wanting to fly. He was petrified of airplanes, so he took his bus everywhere. Um, just super sad, man. Like like you mentioned, when you think of football, you think of his voice. You think of him fucking drawing up plays with the oh. <laughs> yellow circles and squigglies everywhere. Yeah, boom, you yeah. hit this guy. He's going that way. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, things just keep coming across my Instagram and Twitter timeline of uh, like little cameos he would do or or just like little segments. I think there was one that he, uh, I forget which golf tournament he was a guest at and and he was doing his thing there and it was cracking me up. He's just the best. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace to a legend. But a, uh, a really funny Anthony Edwards interview came across my timeline uh, the <laughs> day. I think it was the day he passed away um, in, his, in his postgame interview. One of the reporters asked him uh, about John Madden and if he had heard about the death. And Edwards said he's the best basketball Madden player in the world. And if you follow Ant-Man on Instagram, all he does is play Madden. And he's just constantly oh, he shaming his buddies. He's just talking so shit. He's so good at Madden. It's ridiculous. Um, and when asked about John Madden's death, he said, it was sickening, man. I was playing Madden when I heard the news. So I had to beat somebody by 30 or 40 points to show my respect. And <laughs> <laughs> just like the sincerity that was behind that comment and how fucking funny it is, is just... That's who that's who Ant is, and that's why we love Ant. And this is a pro Ant podcast. Um, but that just cracked me the fuck up. Like they literally just asked him, "Did you hear about John Madden dying?" And he said, "Oh man, it was sickening. I was playing Madden when I heard the news. I had to beat him by forty to show respect. That's how he shows respect to John Madden by whooping we'll play his, his game by 40. very well and whoop ass." Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> show my of respect. Course he's
2: the, he, of course, he's the best player in it. Like he does nothing wrong. He's <laughs> yeah just such a legend god damn
0: <laughs> so sorry to hijack the madden segment with ant but it's it's just what ant does yeah um,
2: what was your favorite any... Madden?
0: oh man great question um i'm trying to think i forget exactly which year it was i want to say it was oh was oh four the one with mike vick on the front yeah i'm sure you sure that was my favorite one uh i mean everybody loved it mike vick was everybody's favorite player everybody wanted to be the falcons i think i forget which game it was if it was that one or one before that but it was almost like a glitch in the game if like instantly when you hike the ball and you press spin with (laughs) michael vick and you roll out of the pocket you can pretty much be gone for like a 40 yard run
2: it had to be four because that was like Mm -hmm. the mike vick specialty game right
0: um but that was good i was a big like Franchise mode guy, I was always like trading for Aaron Brooks. <laughs> I was a big like <laughs> Aaron Brooks guy. I would constantly sign like the fastest player in the free agent market and just making my kick returner. Mm-hmm. Stupid shit like that. That's, That's what the I easiest
2: remember.
0: Way to win, yeah. Of course, those are my mad memories. What about you?
2: I think my most memorable one is Madden 03. I just remember like it was the one with Marshall Falk on the cover. Ooh, that was a good one. That one was one where I just, like, I think that's the one I played the most. Um, I actually didn't have Madden 04. Um, so I, I rarely played it unless I was at, like, a buddy's house. So it's either that one or Madden 05 with Ray Lewis on the cover when they started busting out, like, the training drills. <laughs> Ain't, like, no, you want
0: to take it back. 05 was my favorite because those training drills were incredible.
2: Yeah, so, like, Madden 05 was, like, when they first took that next step of, like, I just feel like that's where games like took off because that's when like GameCube came in and you had a bunch of different like NBA other systems. Live
0: 05 was incredible.
2: Yeah. So like Madden 05 say, and 03 were like my top two games.
0: Um, I want to say Madden 05 had like a really banging soundtrack too, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Probably. They were turning um, out fucking jams back then.
0: They really were. Uh, but yeah, the uh, like you mentioned, the running back camp was so much fun. Do you remember when they put the vision? On the quarterback, it was like the vision cone, yeah. and if like you had a big
2: ass cone for like Brady and Manning, and like the pencil cone for like Vic,
0: yeah, it was the most racist thing of all time. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think they got so much shit about that that they took it out the next game. Yeah, um, they they
2: only had that for once.
0: Where it really took off for me, I think it was 06 when you were able to, because I was a big NCAA game guy. Mm-hmm. I loved NCAA football. And I think it was 06 where you could play career mode in NCAA and then transfer it over to the new Madden game. Um, and that was that was just awesome. I had like the QB. I think he got drafted by the Giants. He definitely had a neck roll, uh, full cage helmet. It was the best.
2: I did that with uh, Madden 08 with Vince Young on the cover. And the only reason why I did that, and this is why I remember it, is so I had this game. You may have heard this story, but I've had this – I had Madden 08. Played the shit out of it. I also had NCAA 08. So I would, like, transfer my running back to Madden. Uh, and I'll never forget <laughs> that year after I've played – Madden comes out in, what, August? Something like that. Played daily for whatever, how many – five, six months. Uh, and for Christmas, my little sister gets me Madden 08. Oh, no. <laughs> the next year, she got me Madden 08.
0: <laughs> like, this is last year's game. What the
2: yeah. fuck? <laughs> I do remember that so in real time when it happened. Madden 08 in 2009 <laughs> after owning Madden 08 for about a year and a half. <laughs> so that might be my fondest Madden memory of just getting that as a gift, but Man, I do I remember the, the transfer of your player. That was that was the coolest thing because that meant you played a shit ton of video games. Running oh, was yeah. still easy where if you just had speed, you can just go to the outside and just get to the edge. I um,
0: was a big speed over power guy.
2: Oh yeah, it, it was the easiest. Nowadays, dude, oh. I I would lose on, like, beginner in, in Madden. I'm so fucking bad at that game, even if I try yeah. to get my ass beat.
0: Me too. I want to say I bought Madden 19. It's so much easier nowadays because you don't have to, buy, like, go to the store and buy the disc. You can just buy the game online. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, impulse buys <laughs> to the max. But uh, that one was really difficult, way too realistic, not as fun. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm assuming the next Madden, they really got to step their shit up to honor John.
2: Yeah, um, they put but just they put like Pat Mahomes on the cover or something like that. Like they, it has to be John on the front.
0: For sure. But yeah, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's definitely gotta be John. Um, but there's like a big Madden, or there was a huge Madden culture too. Like motherfuckers used to be at GameStop at like midnight camping out to get the new Madden just to play it before everyone else. That was like the sports game before 2K really took over. In like, what do you think? Like 2K10, 2K11, when the, when yeah. 2K really became the superior sports game.
2: Yeah, I think like 2K came out, or like 2K really picked up and got over Madden. I think like yeah, 2010, maybe 09. Mm-hmm. Like, but at that point, Madden was still like was still big. Like, right? I still don't think going bananas for Madden, and like even now people still go bananas for Madden. But I feel like the gameplay just either stays the same or just gets continuously bad i don't know
0: Just way too realistic yeah like they they cut off like every little arcade uh feature of the game which kind of sucked
2: i'm trying to zigzag my way at my ass down to the fucking end zone every time <laughs> right trying I need to to fade back 45 <laughs> yards and run sideline to sideline exactly it's a video game of course if i can't sprint to the right and throw to the left i'm not playing <laughs> yeah I'm only throwing <laughs> across
0: my body 50 yard bombs. If I can't do that, miss me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I did love the 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 drills. That was the funnest part. Like the truck sick drills, where you just like sprint people. halfway across the field and just truck people. That was just,
0: just run motherfuckers over. It was the best. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, RIP to a legend. RIP John Madden. Um, hate to see him go. Um, I have to look at. I have to watch a little Giants again to see that clip again.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a good one. There's been a lot of that shit floating around.
2: That's good. Um, Going back to what I was initially going to jump into, but I feel like we'll jump to some hoop talk. But yes, we'll start with the what trouble in Houston, if you will. Um, And they're already kind of troubled, but sure. Kevin Porter Jr. was in the news recently where this is now the second time where he's gotten in trouble with the team. He got released from the Cavs Mm -hmm. last year um, for. What equating the the being on the calves to being in slavery. Um, kind of just like calling it quits, saying fuck the calves. Uh yeah, he lost
0: his shit when the, I think Tori and Prince came to Cleveland, that's right? They, they gave Tori in his locker. I was and he, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'd be a little upset too. But uh,
2: Prince is whack, I know. <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh yeah, he then lost his shit and pretty much was forced their hand to trade him over to Houston.
2: Yeah. And so while in Houston, you know, seems like he got a new home. He's been playing pretty well, being kind of their star, him, Jalen Green, Christian Wood, et cetera. Um, Rockets have been shit. So with shit teams comes drama, angry players, this and that. Um, He got suspended recently for what is it? Was his his spat with John Lucas, who was taking over while uh, Steven Silas was out with COVID, right?
0: Uh, you know what? I'm kind of fuzzy on whether Steven Silas was out or not. But yeah, John Lucas kind of like chewed him out halftime of a game, called him out on what he was doing wrong. Um, and yeah, Porter allegedly threw something at him and just left the arena at halftime and quit. Um, not very unlike Antonio Brown. Um, but yeah, not good. But the crazy part is Steven Silas still had his back. I mean, he was forced yeah. to, to suspend him, so he suspended him one game. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he said, like, I, I love Kevin Porter Jr. Like, I, we knew that he had a temper coming into this team. Like, I think it's going to be fine moving forward. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel bad for, for Stephen Silas, dude. Guy can't catch a fucking break. Finally gets his head coaching job that he's always wanted. And he thinks he's going to come in and and coach uh, James Harden, and he gets fucking traded, and so he's saddled with this young core. He's not allowed to play John Wall, a bunch of young guys who don't want to listen to him, and he just can't catch a break, man. It's fucked up. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's a shame that it's like calling for his head in these moments where it's like your most tenured player is is like your vet is what Eric Gordon who it is, is solid but like who the fuck are you going to learn like john wall's not playing um the team is not yeah. building around anybody like him so it's just like you have you know kevin porter who's a great player but you know clearly he has some sort of hothead you know stuff that he still needs to mature on you got jalen green who's kind of like your your promise prize um you you put the bag in front of christian wood who has been playing well but we'll talk about him in just a second but he clearly wants out. They just, they just don't, they're not winning. And it's, it's tough when all that is blamed on the coach. When it's his first time he's going into this, this, this personnel. Um, and what's, it's good that he's doing this. He's like, I'm, and he had that quote. He's like, I'm just trying to hold people accountable. Accountable. So it's like, you're not you going to get star treatment. If you're going to do shit like that, we're just going to, you know, sit you down for a game.
0: Um, And also how, like, I, I think Kevin Porter Jr. is good. And I think Christian Wood is a very good player, but. I mean, they're not fucking good enough to get star treatment or to fuck off like this and then not deal with consequences.
2: So. Yeah. And so like with, with Christian oh. Wood, he, you know, he didn't show up to the daily COVID testing um, cause everything to get delayed. Then he had some sort of like pulled the whole, like, I don't know if I want to go in right now. And like Silas moved on. They had a confrontation um, and like he got suspended too. So like, yep. Again, you can say like Silas needs a Corrales team a little bit better and this and that, but it's like, their team is getting their ass kicked. They they don't have like legit NBA players on their team. Anybody who's good is only played for about a season. Like Christian Wood has really only played, you know, one full season. He had like his back end of Detroit shit team. Um, he started out last year well, but he got hurts. And then this year the team just continues to be bad. And like Kevin Porter jr. Has played about a season in its entirety. Um, and the rest of players that are like undrafted players. If you take out like Jalen Green and Shagoon, like what do you expect?
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. It's tough to create a culture and to hold people to a standard when you inherit such a shitty roster. Which is why I feel bad for uh, for Stephen Silas. I do think he's gonna can be a good coach. I don't know if it's going to be in Houston, uh, but it is a shame that this is what he has to deal with during his first head coaching venture.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they'll and they should you know, shop Christian Wood at the trade deadline. Um,
0: yeah. So, I, yeah, I was going to ask you, do yeah. you, what do you think? You, I think you should and kind of have to move on from Christian Wood, but what are your thoughts on Kevin Porter Jr.?
2: Um, I think he's great. I think I really like – I've always been a big Kevin Porter Jr. fan. Um, yeah. I don't know if – I think him and – Jalen Green can work together. They need a point guard and, and neither of those guys are point guards. Um, yeah. And I think if you have to pick one while they're not too far apart in age um, you, you picked up Porter off of waivers. You drafted Green second overall. You kind of have to ride with him. You know, sell high on Porter if you can. Um, and try to well, build around What's that?
0: Oh, I was going to say, I don't think they can trade Kevin Porter Jr. at this point. I think he- I think they're going to have to wave him and take a loss, if anything.
2: You don't think he's tradable?
0: I mean, cussing out your coach, throwing something at him, and leaving at yeah. halftime after you already had a shaky background in your first team? I That's mean, fair. I don't think anybody's going to give up a pick for him no. at all. Um, so I think it's going to more so be like a wave or a dump. But yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think that they can still salvage it. And I would hang on to Kevin Porter Jr. if I was Houston. Like – Despite what happened with John Lucas, I I think he still has a good relationship with Steven Silas. He's still fucking young. He obviously has issues that they're both well aware of. But I think Steven Silas seems like the type of coach to work him through that and get the best out of him. So I I hope they don't move on from him. Um, But I know there's a certain ESPN journalist. I forget his name who said that, like, it's over. You got to get rid of both of them. Cut Kevin. Trade Christian for whatever you can get and move on, which I disagree with. I think that they can still salvage um, some sort of uh positive with Kevin Porter.
2: I do too. I just don't know like personality of Shit aside. I just don't know if like it makes sense to have him and Green on the floor together. Like Kevin Porter's sure. he's a score first guy. Jalen Green's definitely a score first guy. Um they're both, you know two-guard size, like, neither of them. Like, one of them needs to kind of be the ball handler and distributor. Um, and so, like, I just don't know if it makes sense. Like, if they can find a way to get a point guard, like, then they're going to have a really big, really tough time defensively rolling out those two in a, in a point guard. Um, sure. Like, I don't know what else they're going to do in the front court. But, yeah, I I think they can, you know, maybe if they ride out Kevin Porter this year, see what they can get with him, um, maybe build his stock up a little bit. Um, if they can get like either a a piece or a pick or something like that, um, I don't know if it's going to work long term. But I don't I don't think it's like let's blow it all up now. I think it's definitely worth given where the Rockets are. Hold on to him while you can. Let him you know build his stock. Um, and see if you can get some wins out of it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think he would also thrive in like a. If and when they get some sort of distributing point guard, I think he would thrive in a six-man role. Now, again, I don't know if that would piss him off even more and mentally he wouldn't be able to handle it. But I think that he would shine in that kind of a role, just like a, a scorer off the bench.
2: Unfortunately, it wouldn't happen in Houston because I think that's where it's like, can Steven Silas get Kevin Porter to take a second a, a back seat? And that's when it's right. like, I don't know if he can. I think like yeah, you know, it takes a certain type of coach. With that, like, you know, that notoriety to be like, hey, like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I we have a winning team. Our best way to win is with you coming off the bench. You'll still get your minutes. Like, I just don't think the Rockets are even close to that position.
1: Yeah. To where, were.
2: if if you know they bring in someone, or if they're like, let's say, bring in John Wall and go John Wall, Jalen Green, and try to put Port on the bench, like he's not going to be down with that. So, um, yeah, Rockets it's team. tough. <laughs> they're fucking lost. I don't know what to say. Yeah,
0: they're a dumpster fire, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Um, but Anyways, hopefully – I don't know. There's, there's some bright spots. My my first team all-rookie with uh, Shagoon is looking so-so. <laughs> fucking <laughs> man. Is no, is he's not. not. He's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But talking about big man real quick, Carl anthony Towns has been in the news um, – I feel like we're all hearing him talk for the first time in a while. Um, And this is the old man to me. I don't even know what the fuck he's like talking, like what platform he's talking on. I'm assuming it's (laughs) a Twitch. Uh, I think it is. He's a big gamer. Twitch was some influencer. And... (laughs) Damn, I feel old as shit <laughs> right when you said that, I'm like, oh damn, we
0: are fucking old. Like uh, what's this God kid damn. talking on? What's, he, what's this?
2: He, yeah, What's YouTube. he speaking into? <laughs> what's this YouTube and thing. No, but uh he's on Twitch, he's playing games. Um, and I do like this because it's like an unedited way for you know athletes to kind of like engage with the fans and kind of just talk their shit. Yep. Obviously, people are gonna take everything that they say and, and create just you know media drama around it, um, but what we first heard was about what a week ago, two weeks ago, um, Cat was asked about Draymond Green and kind of talking about him, and I forget what exactly he said, but he was pretty much saying like, "I know he's talking about Westbrook." My bad. He was talking about Westbrook, yeah. um, and how he's somebody, like stat padding.
0: Yeah, somebody said asked if Russell Westbrook was stat chasing. And I yeah. think somebody clipped, like, a little piece of what Kat said um, about, like, getting triple-doubles, this and that, and Draymond responded to it. That's what it was, and, yeah. And was like, oh, I seem to remember we played the Wolves, you were down by 20, and you were still in the game. Yeah. And Kat responded with, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm the coach? I didn't know I, didn't know I was the coach. Oh, I'm the coach now. I'm Bill Russell now. <laughs> it's like, cat. I don't know, Kat's voice makes me cringe. Um, yeah. But he's uh, fucking
2: sassy. He's yeah, <laughs> he's fucking sassy. How yeah, else would put he, it? Like he
0: talks like a bad bitch.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: his girl's been hanging out oh, with I'm the co- yeah, too you got much.
2: Jordan was in his ear too much. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, that one was kind of like a ridiculous little little scuffle, but something new came across the desk this week.
2: Yeah, Well, he just, And again, I don't like this is the thing with the media, how they clip it up. Like, it's hard to really get the full context of it. Um, but talking about Jimmy Butler, he was in this whole thing when, when Kat's talking to shit, he's always talking it like, I'm only talking about respect. You know, I want to give people their yeah. flowers, I want to give people yeah, the his credit. I like, give everyone all the love. flowers. I'm not here to talk shit. I don't want to talk shit. And right. then he goes in to talk shit. But he had a great quote about Jimmy Butler. He's like, Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate you. Um, no matter what, no matter that we didn't see eye to eye, we got the job done on the court. Um and like <laughs> Obviously, it's like, what was the job that you got done? And I guess when you think about it from a T-Wolves perspective, it was their only time since 2004 they made the playoffs um, One way in to get it done. 2018. And they lost in five games, but I guess that's them getting the job done for them. But yeah. I
0: <laughs> Yeah, out that, that seems silly to me. And everybody remembers the whole Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, T-Wolves saga. Jimmy went there for – he didn't even play for a full year, right? I think he got traded before the year started on draft night for Lowry. And then he got traded before the next year started. Um, but yeah, he Jimmy pretty yeah, they did much... the, uh
2: Levine. It was Levine trade. Oh, it was Levine, Levine. Yeah. excuse me. Levine right. and Lori marketing and then right.
0: Um, but yeah, Jimmy dragged that team to the playoffs. I think he he did the whole Jordan thing at practice where he like went on the second or third string team and whooped the fuck out of the starters. And then.
2: Pretty much had called him a, and a bitch. Uh,
0: yes. Pretty much called Kat and Wiggins a bitch. And then proceeded to have a, a in-depth interview with Rachel Nichols right after practice to talk about everything and force his way to Philly. Um, I still like Jimmy, but uh, yeah. Kat saying we still got the job done on the court cracked me up. Cause it's like, what, what job did you get done? You've made the playoffs once in your entire career and you got, Gentlemen swept out of the first round.
2: So yeah. it's I don't know. But then it's like he has like the T-Wolves, that that is kind of their, you know, yeah, guess, baby steps. They just need to make the playoffs. And I'm sure their goals every season is like, let's just make the playoffs. And so like yeah. for him to make it seem like they were this like historic duo that won a few championships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like, the thing.
0: He made it sound like they were Mike and Scotty. Yeah. Ripping off, ripping off a three.
2: Like them, them coming to their differences. Like after Scottie Pippen's bourbon tour ends, he's just like, you know what? I appreciate you, Mike. We got the job done. Like that makes sense. Like, yeah, that's getting the job done. But for a, a season and a half stint, I know only a season for a season long stint. Um, followed by a you know force your way out of the the <laughs> off the team, um, and the job that you got done was. The eighth seed in the playoffs to get ran out out of the off the gym um yeah. in five. Losing games. to the Rockets in five. I don't know if
0: that's getting the job done.
2: Sassy um, cat, man. He's a sassy but yeah, cat. <laughs>
0: we'll see we'll see what else he comes up with. But yeah, hearing him talk and watch or like reading people on Twitter, reacting to his voice has made my week so much better.
2: So I will say the first like whiff of him like they they played the Lakers about a week ago or two weeks ago and Um, it was on ESPN and he was mic'd up and it was like a game where I think they, I'm pretty sure they beat the Lakers, but yeah, he was going ham, right? He was going like 10 octaves higher than everybody else on the floor. And I was just like, what, what, what the fuck is up with this guy? Oh, he's
0: mic'd up today.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And so like, I was like, all right, this guy, you have, like I said, we haven't really heard Carl talk, Unless it's, like, him talking about, like, all the shit he went through with, like, COVID, which, of course, he's not going to be, like, in his normal. He's going to be very, like, somber. Um, but, yeah, when I first heard him talking about Draymond, I was, like, did not expect to hear that voice behind Carl Anthony yeah. Towns. Yeah.
0: Oh, good for you. Y'all won. Y'all y'all supposed to win. Y'all the best team. Good for you. Good for yeah. you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, cat. <laughs> that voice is too much, dude.
2: He's fucking sassy. Um,
0: (laughs) He's a sassy bitch
2: Yeah (laughs) But I'd love to see The T-Wolves like Continue to get better Like him and Ant-Man Like I'm still a fan of Cat Sassy as he is Um, Oh yeah I
0: mean great basketball player Love watching him play When he I mean that's the thing That's why Jimmy Butler Gets upset with him too He should be a killer Every night Not just like Once a week You know what I mean
2: It is funny though I feel like Cat's getting to that point Where it's like What is like Fifth sixth year in the league um mm-hmm. which is crazy to say but it's crazy he's getting to that point where he's like in that like moving into like veteran so he's starting to say shit like i'm the greatest shooting big of all time like uh, you that's know, right. we got I the job done jimmy he's just kind of like on his yeah. you know his I'm mature the vet role yeah he's in his mature kick right now so we'll see how that plays out um yeah I just hope he'd either go somewhere else or keep being sassy on Twitch, dog. Like I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, definitely here for that. <laughs> um, last thing before we jump into the dub stuff, Kyrie's coming back. We didn't think we'd see the day. One up Kai, Kyrie Irving. Um, he's coming back. He's off COVID protocols um he's playing part-time for the nets where he's only going to be playing road games um Weird. and he won't be playing toronto road games because he's not allowed in the country but for every other road <laughs> game <laughs> for every other game on the road um uh, Kyrie will be suiting up and so he returns this wednesday or today actually tonight against okay. indiana it'll be his first appearance for the nets this year um all that to say like i'm excited to see Kyrie back on the floor um He's one of the most exciting guards to watch. Um, you know, personal views off the court. Um, there's a lot I don't agree with, but I do enjoy watching him play a basketball. Like, he's not harming anybody. He's not hurt, or I guess he could be harming people with this with getting COVID. But um, yeah, we'll see. I, it, it's good to see the league kind of bouncing back a little bit from like that. The last couple of weeks of literally like every player going into protocols. Yeah. Um, Charlie Brown suiting up. Charlie Brown suiting up. Like Kevin Pango's <laughs> playing. like I'm Lance Stevenson
0: signed with the Pacers again.
2: There's yeah. too much
0: shit going on. So it is coming at the right time.
2: Yeah. So we'll see how the, the Nets, like Kyrie's a player that he knows. Kevin Durant, like their team is really built around like those three players. So it's not going to be hard for him to like get back into the groove with them. Um, not at all. And Hey, they're, they're vying for a, a first seed in the playoffs. The bulls are fucking good. The bulls are strong. DeMar DeRozan's playing at an MVP rate, um, hitting these wild ass three pointers to win games back to back. So if it's part-time for, you know, 20 something games, um, you know, take it, they need Kyrie. Um, so I'm excited to see him come back.
0: Me too. Can't wait. They're two games out of first tied with the Bucks. Couldn't come in a better time. Um He's just so much fun to watch play basketball. I mean, I think he's like every basketball fan or a viewer. I think every like if people could say they could have like one NBA player skill set or game, I think it would probably be between Steph and Kyrie, which way people would lean. I would probably say Kyrie just like he he's just like a, a hooper's hooper. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he He has the skill set that everybody wants. He's got the sick handle. He's got a a beautiful jumper. His layup package is crazy. Yeah. Um,
2: That passing shit, that's hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Back to the basket game. Uh, Step ahead. Boy. Um, But, yeah, not like he's he's so much fun to watch. I'm bummed that we haven't been able to watch him at all this year. It's coming for, like, some very well-needed reinforcements for the Nets. Um, he's going to complete the the three-headed monster with Durant and Harden. Patty Mills can kind of take a step back on the road now and come off. The, well, actually, he probably won't. I guess here's the thing. Is Patty Mills going to have to come off the bench on the road and start all the home games? How are they going to do this?
2: I mean, luckily they're all vets. So they can kind of figure it out. Um, True. I'm assuming that's the case. Like, if anybody can do it, Patty Mills is one of those guys. He, I feel like he's just a chameleon with whatever team he plays for. Pro, um, pro. He just knows what to do. So, yeah, I think – if they're trying to like mix in like cam thomas or something like that it might be a different story but now patty mills i mean hard going to bring the ball up anyways so they'll be right. able to figure it out yeah excited to
0: see what happens though especially with the east being like as tight of a race it is, it is as it is right now with chicago brooklyn and milwaukee mm-hmm. um should be
2: fun east is slowly taking the uh Kind of taking the the torch of the more competitive uh, conference, I'd say. I feel like the West is really top heavy, um, and you All go down right. the East. Like some of those, kids, like they're solid teams. You look at the Bucks, the Bulls, the Heat. Um, Cleveland's playing ads. great. Cleveland's playing great. Atlanta's not to be messed with. Um, Philly can give you the business. Charlotte. Kuzma's dropping like 30, 30 and 90. night. you see like that the other night? Yeah.
0: I watched the end of that game, and Kuzma was going fucking
2: off. Bananas. Doing <laughs> his fucking passes. So like,
0: Three daggers to the dome. It was incredible.
2: Oh, God. Carl Kuzma. Um, then you look at the West, and it's like you got Jazz, who are going to be the Jazz. Like Warriors are obviously playing out of the world. Suns are really fucking good. But like outside of that, it's – Yeah. I mean, Memphis, is Memphis is frisky. Memphis is frisky. Um clippers are just hurt right now, so you can't really take them too serious. Um, I don't take Dallas series, don't take Denver series until they get healthy. Um,
0: same with the Lakers. I mean, yeah, it's really <laughs> top four seeds right now, top four positions. Are the only Lakers cracking me up.
2: The Lakers cracking me up. They're they're what the seventh seed right now. Um, yeah, they're I will say LeBron is playing out of his mind, but I always find it funny how like they're playing against like the Kings, for example. And the media is like King James at it again, putting up 30 a night, this and that. And they're like, they're like losing to the thunder. <laughs> it's like y'all yeah. are losing these games. <laughs> it's not yeah, that it's ridiculous to see.
0: That boy needs some, some reinforcements quick.
2: Yeah. Um, and then just Russ just getting dragged to the mud. Unfortunately, it's just, I, I need you know. to see like a, a, uh, a bloopers reel at the end of the season of like all the wild shit Russ has done. Um, Yeah. Just.
0: He's catching heat for sure. Warranted and unwarranted. Um, Yeah. That's going to come with it with a guy's game like Russ.
2: I do love the trend that's coming around with like players that people rip on where they start showing like family pics of them and be like, we don't talk about this side of so-and-so this much.
0: (laughs) I just liked one of those tweets last night. It was It was Russ singing like some song with his three children in in the kitchen and dancing with them. It's like,
2: why don't we talk about this?
0: Uh, Because it's basketball and he's (laughs) clanking fucking shots and it sounds like he's throwing a steel toe boot off the rim.
2: Yeah, it started with Chris Paul and someone was like, this is a guy you slander and it's like Chris Paul, this family.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's also the guy punching people in the dick on the court.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I am going to slander him. (laughs) Fuck him. Um, Doing, like, 87-foot... Uh, oh drawing
0: fouls. Yeah, ridiculous.
2: Anyhow, the worst. Um, yeah, wrapping it Warriors. up. Dubs. dubs are continuing to make shit happen. Um, first place in the West. First place in the West. In the NBA. Um, in the NBA as well. Um, big stuff ahead with, with Clay coming back. Um, unofficially official. Slated a potentially return... Um, this Sunday against the Cavs. Um,
0: good Cavs team. They're playing well. They just lost to Memphis last night, but they are playing well.
2: Kevin loves playing out of his mind. Um, Evan Mobley, I'm excited. excited to sit down and watch him play. Um, He's so good. Yeah.
0: Darlin's um, playing really well. He just Carl's came back playing well. well. Acoro's COVID. playing well. Um, they're a fun team to watch, which yeah. I never There's thought a- I would say about a LeBronless Cavs team. But they're, yeah. they're like – I think they might be my league pass team of the year, bro. I like They're really fun to watch.
2: Um, yeah. So on the notes, I'm just going to go down up a little bit since we're talking about clay. Um, that's going to be a great fucking night, man. I'm so excited to see him come back. He's working out with the team. We saw some clips of him in Denver, kind of his first like scrimmages with the team. Um, Steve Kerr said he's going to get him out to start right away. Um, he'll be on limited minutes, about 18 minutes a game. Um, well, yeah, man, I might cry when that happens. It's going to be just to see him get on the floor. Um, I'm sure he's going to be just, like, completely overwhelmed with emotion. Um, yeah. But it seems like Sunday is going to be the return on the ninth. So, let's do yeah. it.
0: No chance I don't cry. No. <laughs> for sure crying a tip off. I can't wait. Yeah. Also, I need to know what the prop bed is for uh, how many threes. Uh, like people are are thinking he's going to make it his first game back. Because if he plays 15 to 20 minutes in his first game, I don't see any reason he can't make like two or three threes, right?
2: Oh, yeah, dude. I think – Easy. The first play is definitely going to be set up for him. Um, God, I hope so. That's a goddamn lock. Um, Yeah, if I was like Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems, I'd be like, Warriors (laughs) win the tip, first bucket, Clay Thompson. Clay,
0: Warriors Uh, win.
2: Yeah. First tip Warriors, Clay Thompson, first bucket, first bucket's a three Warriors win by 10. Um,
0: $5 million.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I expect him. I mean, I'll, we'll take a look at the lines, but I'm down to set it over under of, let's see. You want to do makes or takes? No makes. makes. I would say they,
0: they would probably conservatively set the line at what, like one and a half, two and a half.
2: Yeah, but I'm a little, am a, a little, biased. I'll say over/under set at three and a half for the DMP <laughs> sports book. Um that's a lot. I mean, he's gonna. I think he's gonna get. I think he's gonna be very trigger happy. Um, I mean, you're in my hand here. I, mean, I don't. I, I can't bet against. Clay it's Tom's just four mind. threes. He shoots ten a game. True. That's true. It's just four. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. I'll take the other, um, but no. With that, it's going to be an exciting night. Um, just, I'm really curious to see what his like getup is. That his outfit's going to look like. If he can rock the headband, the like forearm band. Um, I think
0: he goes headband.
2: I think he does too. Is he going to get a haircut? I don't know.
0: Um, also, I don't know if you've noticed. It cracks me up that when he's on the bench now, with his new with his fro, like he wears his his sailor captain hat on his boat when he rides to the games. And he doesn't like do anything to his hair on the bench. It's just like hat hair. So you could see that he has like the captain hat hair. And the (laughs) back half of his fro is just like matted down into
2: a ball. It's hilarious. Uh, As he's eating sunflower seeds. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking Uh, miss him. Protect Chloe forever. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So that uh, moves our boy to the bench. It moves the baby boy to the bench, which they've been sort of like massaging. I mean, COVID kind of threw things off a little bit. Um, but they've been working this, these rotations out over the last couple of weeks, um, not only for pool but just like readjusting everybody's minutes. Um, like I said, uh, COVID definitely threw a wrench in everything, uh, but we got a good taste of it on Monday night when the Doves played the heat. Um, Jordan Poole came off the bench as a sixth man, 32 points, 29 minutes, um, 26 minutes, sorry, uh, which is even better. Um, incredible man, just a just a hell of a game. Like, I don't know, it was, it was Jordan Poole as the so best. Um, there's a lot riding on it with him going up against Tyler Hero, who is like his competition for six man of the year, um, as well as most improved player of the year. Um, as
0: well as they kind of grew up together in the same circuit, I'm yeah. Pretty they're, pretty sure, both, they're both Wisconsin, Wisconsin boys, Michigan. yeah.
2: Um, so
0: yeah, they both grew up in the Wisconsin area.
2: He ate his lunch, um. I mean, they they guarded each other, um, and Tyler Hero was lost trying to guard Pool. Um, he was hitting shots off the dribble, getting getting to the hoop, um, dunking on your boy Yurtsev. In um,
0: <laughs> man, what a sequence, dude!
2: Yeah, that was Dray- wild.
0: Draymond throws his shit on the defensive end, outlets to Pool for the for the big old yam on the seven footer. I saw somebody yeah. said that Yurtsevend was a. Uh, downgraded to year six after that play
2: <laughs> oh <laughs> but oops um but the but uh but yesterday a really great article on the athletic came out talking about i don't know why like in no way am i comparing him to steph but i really love the jordan pool like personality articles that they've had this year where it's like getting to know jordan pool a little bit and so like yeah. You had a few early this year when a lot of it's built around like his work ethic and this and that, and how he kind of like tries to be under the scenes and a little bit cocky, a little bit confident, but coachable. all this stuff. Um, Slater and Marcus Thompson kind of wrote a, co-wrote an article yesterday. Um, and I really liked how it opened up. It was kind of setting the st- stage of them. They're in Manhattan. And they're doing sort of a, a workout and this is during jordan Poole's slump so he's like i forget what stretch that was was in it november it was like around november because i remember us saying that like he could always get his way out of a slump he's slump proof yeah. but he went into a slump but anyways yeah. the stage is set where he's pretty much shooting around and he's clanking a lot of shots um and he just continues to miss continues to miss and to a point where he you know, misses a bucket, fires the ball across the court and, and shatters a few TVs that are hung up against the wall. Um, the best part about it is they kind of describe Igudala at the other end of the court shooting around. He stops what he's doing. And, and mind you, he's the, um, what, the Players Association or Players PP. Union VP. He walks over to the TVs and he's like, someone's got to pay. He's got to pay for that shit. Like, are you paying for that? Paying for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like yeah I, I don't know I just love how like it kind of shows how and they kind of go into like how Iguodala's been kind of taking him under his wing talking about you know what it takes to be a sixth man giving him some insights to how he did it when he was playing for the Warriors and their winning championship. so it's like just another reason why Iguodala to the team this year has been such a good move regardless of what he does on the floor um so valuable it's so fucking valuable and it's like who else would you want to learn from from someone like him like he is one of the best guys to learn from across the league not only from like off the court things with his like interest in Silicon Valley and, and the VC world but also just like you know it, it takes a certain type of mentality to be a six man when you're that good um, and so totally. learning from one of the best in, in Um the article goes on to talk about like pool's relationship with draymond and this and that so i thought it was great i don't know i send it over to you but what do you think
0: incredible uh the the igadala story cracked me up um it just kind of shows you that like he knows exactly what which buttons to push how to get people motivated how to like kind of get under their skin but like it's always for the good um and yeah, I mean, it kind of just like the article reinforced what, what we've been hearing about Poole for the last, I don't know, year, year and a half about his work ethic, um, about how he's outspoken and loud. But also he works so hard that people like are OK with it and kind of tolerate it. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. I, I, I can't wait to read more shit like that. And it's nice to hear his mentality about moving to the bench, too, because I think he even said because we see how competitive he is. There was one time they were breaking down a play and I think it was on somewhat of a fast break where Poole had the opportunity to basically hoist up a three and he kicked it back to Steph um, for Steph to get to that, to get that shot. And all like Steve Kerr and everybody kind of commended him for that. And he, I forget what the comment was or the exact quote, but pretty much something to the effect of like, Oh, like I, I gave it to him cause he was open. He said in I other words, like
2: called for the ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. I, yeah, gave, I gave it to him cause he called for it. Like I will shoot that motherfucker. I will do yeah. it again. Next time I'm down the court. I love that shot. I'm going to take it, which is his mentality. Um, and yeah, I think they pretty much asked him point blank about coming off the bench. His response was shit. We're winning. So whatever yeah, it takes to win. Takes... He's with it, which is what you want to hear. You want him yeah. to buy in and he's fucking buying in.
2: Yeah. And I think also like, And then last or Monday night was one of those nights where like Steph didn't shoot well. So they kind of readjust the offense to go through pool. And just like watching the buckets that pool got, like the way, like you talk about like his spat with Draymond sort of like the, the back and forth they've had, like, they still have such a good chemistry. They have such good chemistry on the court where like Draymond's learning how he moves to the point where he's getting him the same looks that he gives to Steph. Same goes for Looney getting them screens um they're like draymond gary payton like pool trio like it's just like how do you guard it they're all like moving around like crazy like i love it so much i don't even can know we, what kind of position gp2 plays these days he's just everywhere um can we take a moment for gary payton too it's just, <laughs> he like he
0: when jordan pool went out with covid they brought gp2 into the starting lineup now that jordan's back we're still waiting for clay gary has stayed in the starting lineup and he's just a revelation bro like i'm ready to just write him a blank check for whatever the fuck he wants to keep him with this franchise as long as we can and it's crazy because me and you and all the vets on the team were lobbying for avery bradley this offseason every single
2: one of us and while (laughs) avery bradley
0: is still a good serviceable player there is no chance that we'd be having the success that we're having right now with him in place of Gary Payton, the second.
2: No, we'd play more Chiosa. It's
0: crazy, dude. And I just love watching Gary play on the ball, off the ball on defense. I'm locked in on Gary Payton too a lot of the time when I'm watching the game, just the way he moves without the ball, the cuts that he makes, the defensive stops. It's incredible. And yeah, I just, I'm hope, hoping that he can be a warrior for the rest of his life. He fits our system so perfectly in that dunker role.
2: I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Um, like Amazing. to have him and Draymond on the court together just puts oh, – like ratchets so our defense up by like – even with Looney in there. Looney's like yeah. – those three, like you can't score on them. Like it's – <laughs> you don't need much from Poole and Steph when those three are on the floor. Um, or, or and Wiggins I'm so –
0: So excited to see Gary Payton II in playoff time. I am so comfortable with him on the floor. Not to mention, shout out to him. He has become such a reliable three-point shooter.
2: Yeah. What is he shooting
0: right now? Since He is shooting on the season. Um, He is shooting, where is it here? Probably
2: high 30s, low 40s if I'm not mistaken. I think he's up by 40 now.
0: He's at 40.6% from the three-point line. 59 from, oh, the free throw, not great, Um, but 63% from the field. So I believe he leads all guards in the entire NBA with field goal percentage at 63%. And shooting 40.6% from three, that's pretty much everything that you could ask for from him.
2: Yeah. Becoming
0: (laughs) a legit three and D guy. It's crazy.
2: What's hilarious is um, I think earlier in December, someone had a tweet where it was like, Imagine if some, like some tweet came out where he was like, Just wait till I start working on my shot or something like that. And he's been shooting yep. like 43% from the three since that tweet. Yep. Um, it's Crazy, bro. just and an what, what, insane. What,
0: and when like, Clay comes back, how are they going to leave anyone open? Yeah. Everybody can shoot right now. Steph can shoot. Jordan Poole can shoot. Gary Payton, too, has been shooting well. B. Otto Porter. Andrew Wiggins has been playing out of his mind.
2: I'm getting yes. so excited right now just thinking about it. I can't I fucking
0: wait. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> oh my god!
2: Yeah, the one thing is, and I'm looking this at like the roster. Like Damian Lee is going to lose majority of his minutes. Um, Fine with it. Um, you're telling me, man. <laughs> <laughs> tell me something. I don't you're go know. <laughs> <to> shit. <laughs> you got to tell me twice. But yeah, right. I was going to ask you like who takes the who gets affected the most. It's it's definitely Damian Lee. It's Damian um, Lee. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, part of it's due to, like, you know, his stuff off the court with having a kid and getting a little injured. Like, he just hasn't – he got COVID. He just hasn't been able to keep up with the level of play that the team is is playing at. And so, with Clay coming back, unfortunately, we're not going to see much of him. But
0: – I think him and, and – uh, his minutes and Juan, Juan's minutes are probably going to take the biggest toll, I would imagine, just because, like – yeah. You can plug those guys in whenever. And Juan's the type of guy where, like, he's going to stay ready. So if you take those minutes and you give him the pool and plug him in when somebody else comes out, like, he's more than willing and ready to take that.
2: Yeah. And at least with Juan, you can kind of plug him in in bigger positions, like in the front court a little bit. Whereas, like, the back court is just swamped right now with people. So
0: they're going to be playing so small once Clay comes back, too. I mean, they're already playing pretty small for the most part. If they're not playing against like a Nikola Jokic or a Rudy Gobert, yeah, yeah, um, they have Otto Porter Jr. at center sometimes.
2: Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> it fucking yeah. works. It really Otto's does. been playing yeah. out of his mind, man. God,
0: he has. Him and Bialita have been such amazing signings that a lot of people were iffy on, and a lot of people thought that they should have been doing a lot better in, in free agency. Um, uh-huh. And I mean, I guess you can you can count Iguodala in that too. But between Iggy. Auto Porter, and Vialica, like for how much money we had to spend, we hit it out of the fucking park.
2: Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. A um, couple other things to note about the dubs. Um, so GP2, his tent is two ways up in a week. No, not a two-way. It's, two uh,
0: it's just a, his contract gets guaranteed. I think, oh, is it guaranteed? A, in a week or so. That's what it is. Um, so okay. we either have to guarantee it or... Give him more money. I forget exactly how it works, but safe to say he's gonna be on the roster.
2: Yeah. Um but man, we
0: did make another roster move.
2: Yeah, we got up some two-way spots with um cutting down and getting Quinn Barry Weatherspoon. Um
1: I like Weatherspoon.
2: He played he played well um Christmas. against the Suns. Yeah, that was kind of his like spotlight, I guess. He played really well for the the limited roster we had what we asked of him. Um, I like Jeff Doughton. He just didn't do much on the floor. Um, Can't have him and Chioza. I think Quindary is a little bit bigger and he could bring a little bit more um, in that wing position. Um, So I'm happy to bring him on. I think he's a a good two-way plug.
0: Me too. I think he just fits the rosters uh, like makeup much better than Doughton at this time. I'm like you. I really like Doughton. I would actually probably would have preferred cutting Chioza. But yeah. Jeez. That's just me. He's the he's the older, more experienced dude. They're gonna keep him around.
2: Yeah, he's a little um, more steady.
0: Yeah, but I do like Quindary over uh Doughton at this point. I think it's a good pickup.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't want to end on the uh, <laughs> the Fitz and Bozos. Kalena rant. So let's right. let's talk a little Fitz and Kalena and then maybe we can we can finish it up with a little uh our uh, campaign for, for Wiggins to be an all-star as sure, sure, you. sure. Sounds um good. So everyone's favorite, you know, broadcast duo of Bob Fitzgerald yep. and Kalena Ozabuki. Um, I think we've talked at length about how obnoxious they are. Um, I think most long, long-time Warriors fans know how obnoxious Bob Fitzgerald is. Um, Kalena, this is, what, his second full-time season? Mm, doing the color?
0: Mm, no, just, no, I think it's his third he came in during the COVID year.
2: That's right. Okay. Like, or the year that how the, many the league shut down. The last, yeah, I forget how many seasons we've had in the last two and a half years. Yeah,
0: he came in right after the uh, uh, KD left.
2: Okay. Um, so the worst thing about Fitz is when the Warriors are good, he just becomes a fucking pompous asshole. Not that he already isn't. He's so insufferable. Um, but when they're good, he just turns it up like two notches to where he, like, calls out players, talk shit about players. Um, well, when you want to be on the Warriors? <laughs> yeah. My favorite was, like, back in the day, he would always just rip on Shelvin Mack. And he's like, oh, he's only going right. He's only going right. And just, like, every time he got the ball, he'd be like, there he go. He sounds like a, a dad in the stands. And like, the
0: guy's a black hole. No one else is yeah. touching the ball.
2: <laughs> um, and he does it in a way with his, like, little giggle where it's just like, dude, you're just stop. He's it. the but anyways, worst. Um, the, the, the Nuggets Warriors game at home last week, um, uh, was is two moments where they just looked so bush league and unprofessional. the first one was Falco Compasso where, you know, Falco's a Argentinian player. I want to say, um, I think,
0: I think you're right. Yeah. And he's a yeah, flopper.
2: He's a flopper. He's, you know, he's flashy. He's I'm a big Falco fan. He has sick passes. I'm always, I'm always into, like, flashy international point guards.
0: Yeah. Um, who, who, just... What was this, the street rat that you love to play for the Clippers?
2: <laughs> uh, Teodosic. Teodosic. They're, yeah. just, they're just, like, soccer players. They put players. asses in the seats. They're, uh, they're soccer players in Jordans. I love it. Anyway. <laughs> um, and we really caught, are. We caught a little bit of this a few weeks ago when Kalena had his, like, F1 oh. impersonation. British. Where he just puts on this terrible accent and goes on and on, and he does it again to where he's mocking Falco in this like, I guess it's an Italian accent that he tries to put on. I don't know what the fuck accent it was. wasn't oh, good. Um, and he sound essentially sounds like he's like this like Italian guy complaining to the refs, and like Bob's having a blast laughing about it. Um, oh, what
0: was that one, Kalena?
2: Yeah, they're just doing their shit couple moments later, Austin Rivers is at the free throw line, and that's when Bob steps up and talks this shit about Austin Rivers. Um, we've always had historic beef with Austin Rivers as a Warriors fan base just because he's on the Clippers, his dad's Doc Rivers, blah, blah, blah. Um, that doesn't give Bob the right to talk about how Austin Rivers is only in the league and getting contracts because his dad's a coach. Um, yeah. That's shit we talk about, not a fucking professional broadcaster. <laughs>
0: Correct. on, And not to mention, that was a nationally televised NBA, M- TV NBA TV game. game.
2: Yeah. So ridiculous, bro.
0: Yeah. Um, just
2: Bush League. And then you get Kalena going, kind of feeding into it, being like, I'm oh, sensing some nepotism. Like, yeah. Are
0: you trying to say there's nepotism there? I'm or just they, saying,
2: like, oh, dude,
0: they fucking stink, man. They make my blood boil. And then Austin Rivers shot back at them rightfully so uh, on Instagram. Like I forget if he made a post or he commented. I think on another account that posted it, but he said this is kind of funny, especially since it's coming from a guy who has never played a game of basketball in his life. His comments on myself and my teammate Faku were beyond disrespectful. I averaged this is kind of ridiculous, but I averaged eleven points, twelve points, and sixteen points per game off the bench for a loaded Clippers team while being on a two while being a two way player, meaning he plays offense and defense, which is debatable. Uh, yet he called me overpaid do you know how many guys in league made more than me while not doing half as much and still do now but because my last name it's an easy diss and cop out for sure unprofessional which i don't say this a lot i agree with austin rivers it's ridiculous yeah. should be I mean, saying you can leave
2: the stats on the side but yeah we don't need that bro we can look up your wikipedia yeah i do like how you know you have to fucking like you know stand up for yourself there you can't have some you know fucking two-bit broadcaster talking shit about you like that like there's just you just don't do that it's like no that's so trash bro it's
0: Especially, trash he knew he, he lives for these nationally televised games he knew what he was doing he knew that everybody would be talking about it um and that's one of the many reasons why we can't stamp office gerald on the show and it's yeah, funny too because i forget if it happened actually let me look it up was it before this game or after one of our good internet pals, shout out to Soapy, uh, asked both of us, um, when was this?
2: This was a. Uh, oh, it was the, actually funny years. enough.
0: The day before this Denver game, he, he tweeted it at, at me and you in the show and said, I feel like I've watched a good amount of Golden State Warriors broadcasts over the years with NBA TV. I don't care for Kalena, but Warriors Twitter really doesn't fuck with Fitz. Seems like he's been D <laughs> I don't know. What are your thoughts? It's like, <laughs> buddy, how much time you got? yeah and of course the next day bob shows him why
2: yeah it's or wasn't that i thought that was in response to their no it was he he talked about it because that game happened on the 28th
1: Um, oh okay i'm wrong so that was that. that was
2: in response to to them talking shit so gotcha um yeah i i've never been a fan of fitz I used to not be the biggest uh Jim Barnett fan, but Kalena has really put that in perspective because Kalena is just insufferable. I I I have to say it. I just can't stand both, yeah. the corniness. They feed off of each other in oh, the it's same the when they get going. energy. And it just like
0: And they're in like the same octave. They both have like very whiny, high-pitched voices, especially when yeah. they're being dramatic. Yeah. yeah. But I was always a, a A Barnett over Fitz guy. I I hated Fitz all along. I was always a big Barnett guy. And now we miss him now that he's gone.
2: And it's, it's, I think Tim Kawakami had a, he had an interesting point about like Kalena is just like feeding into the Bob Fitzgerald uh, takes. Um, Being young in his career as a broadcaster, you know, he doesn't really have, he's still trying to find his way, which, you you know, he's, he's got a good job. He's doing, for how annoying he is, he, he does a good job. I mean, you look at, like, other broadcasters for local, you know, local teams. Oh, they're um, bad, They're snoozers. A, I think that's the hardest part to, like, from a Warriors fan, like, we're so used to Bob and Fitz and, or, uh, Fitz and Kalena, and while we might think they're insufferable, they're not as bad as some of these other pro- programs across the country. So, sure. um yeah, I don't know. I hope this is not the duo for years to come. Oh, Jesus. because. Well, if- to I'll be Fitz, playing some mute and, and some music while I'm watching these games because these motherfuckers yeah. are bad.
0: I'm all, I'm already tuning into the opposing team's broadcast for the most part. But Fitz has said that he is going to be. Fitz said that Steph told him that he wanted to go out together, meaning that they were both going to retire the same year. Which God. highly doubt that Steph ever said that. I'm pretty sure Bob made it up, but uh, it's a double edged sword because as much as I want to see Steph in a Warriors uniform. It's like, Steph, you're getting a little bit old here I think Jordan's ready to take the reins Why don't we get Bob the fuck out of here
2: (laughs) Yeah, that just sounds like some joke that Bob tells like In like a press conference Opening up like a press day or something like that Sure Uh,
0: Here's the greatest shooter of all time Said he wants me to retire the same year as him I'm
2: the greatest broadcaster of all time
0: (laughs) What do you know? God
2: Uh, But yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that I'm glad they apologized I didn't hear their apology Um, Me either I'm sure it was very uh, Tom Brenneman-esque where they just kind of said they are <laughs> sorry and went on with their night and talked shit about other players. But
0: And there's a shot to left center. <laughs> <laughs>
2: 62! And I'm sorry for what I had to say. No. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, let's see what happens next with them. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. wrapping it up. Podcast episode what, four in a row where we continue to put praise on Wiggins. Um, Two-way wigs. wigs. Two-way wigs, man. He is – he's an all-star. I got to say it. I'm I'm biased. Um, I'm going back Um, on everything I said negatively about Wiggins. Um, He's exactly what we want, and I think he's deserving of an all-star spot. Will he make it? Remains to be seen. Um, I think if you had to pick, I can't imagine they're going to get three Warriors on the all-star spot, on the all-star team. Um, I really hope Draymond gets a spot. Um, I think Draymond gets it over Wiggins just because of his name and, and how popular he is. But
0: in the deep point narrative,
2: and the deep point narrative, all well deserving, but it would be amazing to see Wiggins find his way on the All Star team. Maybe he can because of injury, but yeah. Well, the fuck is de- deserving of it. That's all, that's all I'll say.
0: He is for sure. And I'm just, I pulled up <laughs> small forwards uh, this year, this season that are leading the league in points. And it's DeMar DeRozan is first, Jason Tatum is second um Brandon Ingram is third Anthony Edwards is right behind him at 22 a game Miles Bridges is at 19.6 and then in sixth it's Andrew Wiggins at 19 so Andrew Wiggins is pulling down 19 points about four and a half rebounds shooting 43 percent from three 49 from the field um unfortunately he's shooting 70 percent from the free throw line he's never really been a very good free throw shooter um and just playing like the best defense of his career that's what's
2: coming down to his defense has been insane it's it's
0: been stellar and i believe steve kerr made a comment uh this week they've been asking about it a lot but he thinks absolutely that winning should should play a role in who makes the all-star team and i agree with him too if you're looking at a few guys that are around the same skill level, having the same type of production this season, one of them is playing for the new Orleans Pelicans who are like bottom of the barrel. And the other guy is playing for the best team in the NBA. You got to give him the nod, right? It just only seems correct.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think there's situations where it doesn't need to come down to whether or not it's winning basketball. Um, but I think when you kind of get to those you know, 10, 11, 12 spots on the all-star team. I think you yeah. kind of have to give the edge to the winning player. Um Agreed. I think we've seen that historically. I think usually the ones who are playing on like bad teams are the ones that get snubbed. Um I mean, But again, the West, I guess at this point, it just seems like every or both teams are just, it's a tight, it's a tight fit to like get some of these guys on the, on the teams. Um, there's so many like locks now in these positions yeah. with like your Lucas, your LeBrons, um, your ADs, like regardless of the record, those guys are getting spots. Um, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's, you know, you throw in, uh, you know, Devin Booker. Booker. Um, I do think Wiggins has Kawhi and Paul George being injured playing in his favor. Um, Definitely. Like, we'll see. But, yeah, I I think he's well-deserving of it. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets snubbed. Um, But, you know, he's definitely deserving of it. I love it.
0: Definitely deserving. I don't think that he's going to make it uh, just the way the politics are. And a lot of it is about name and narrative. And I just don't think that he's, like, the sexy pick. Yeah. Um, But it's a bummer because, I mean, looking at uh, the way the Warriors are kind of constructed and Clay coming back, this is – Pretty much his only chance if he stays with the Warriors to make an all-star team. Yeah. There's there's no way with Clay coming back, Jordan Poole emerging, Draymond Green, where he is with, with uh with Wiggins ever having another chance to be as productive to, to make an all-star team. So I hope that he does. Um, and if fucking Kyle Corver can make an all-star team on that loaded <laughs> Hawks team, then Andrew Wiggins should absolutely make this all-star team.
2: Yeah, it's a shame that he can't be considered for most improved because they only look at like – they really only look at like a few stats, like how many points he's averaged last year versus how many points he's averaging this year. Um, He's always averaged anywhere from like 18 to 20 points a game. But like to make a jump from an average 30, you know, 36, 37% shooter from the three to right now shooting at 43%, like his defensive rating is – you know, the best he's ever had it. Like it's those like little stats are, I think he's one of the most improved player the most improved players of the year. Um, I agree. But unfortunately he's just not going to get considered for it, but no, he's not wins. So
0: yes. If if we get the ring at the end of the season, that's all that matters and that's all that he's going to care about too.
2: NBA champion, Andrew Wiggins.
0: (laughs) got a nice ring to it don't you think oh my god <laughs> <laughs> never thought i'd see it
2: um yeah man it's been uh How about wrap it up um yep good coming back to the uh to the to the to the pod talking a little little round ball um yes back in the swing of things with your weekly episodes um and yeah matt any last words
0: uh, just appreciate everybody still rocking with us and supporting uh share the show if you like it tell your friends about it and we'll keep pumping them out thanks everybody y'all we next week